to Blue Lagoon. Yeah. You laughing at the picture of me on the horse? <laughs> it's just you trying to make yourself feel better because I'm a you... cr- chronic masturbator. Yeah. <laughs> See. Welcome back, ten listeners. I hope um, you all had a. When's the last one? We did ha- had a good Christmas. Happy New Year. Yeah, been a while. Charters couldn't be bothered anymore. Yeah, so. so I've had enough. When you do all the work yourself, it's, it's pretty, uh, Cannon. pretty pretty exhausting. Canon and Co. Yeah. Oh. I'm not a named partner, so <laughs> why would I put any work? Me being here is the gift. Um, um, and I provide yeah, most of the entertainment as well, so Charger sort of does the rest. That's it. But yeah, we're uh, we're back we're back in the uh, back to the primitive technologies today, aren't we? Because the mic, I can't get the mics to work. Oh, why did you tell them that? They probably <laughs> thought there was. Uh, yeah, I think you can tell the difference when you lean away, and it sounds exactly the same. Yeah, drop the act. Yeah, what, what's been going on in your life? Oh, what hasn't been going on? I've literally done nothing since uh, Christmas. Made the made some New Year's resolutions. Um, failed. No, mate. I've actually... I've stuck, do you know one of them? I stopped biting the nails. I've done it since I was little. And it's just quite a disgusting habit. They're looking a bit long and rough now, I see. Well, now I've tried to, I tried to cut them. And it's quite hard to cut nails. I cut mine. So, um... I hate pe- people biting nails when their fingernails end up looking like fucking Frodo's. Disgraceful. I hate it. Um, and... Not boozing as much. That is one of my New Year's resolutions. And I've actually stuck to it. Maybe not so much out of choice, but I'm not having any plans since <laughs> since New Year's. Yeah, I think I've been the same drink-wise, but I don't really... That wasn't a New Year's resolution. I just think people are about less in Jan and you've spent a load of money over Christmas, so I think people just calm down a bit. I went to New York in Jan, though. Yeah, I know. That was fucking sick. And then... Uh, you were there for like a few days, weren't you? We were there from like Thursday to Tuesday or something. Um, I don't think you can go there for sort of too long though. Like I think that's probably it's the like, right. Like trying to spend a week in London. Yeah, like it's not that sort of place. We we did a lot every day that we were there, and we had a load of nice meals in the evenings and stuff. But it's not really a place that you. Yeah, it's like a city break. They're always a few days, aren't they? Like Amsterdam, those sorts of places. You go for a few days, which is good enough, I think. Yeah. Um. Cool. And then you went to Iceland after, didn't you? I did, yes. So we've not seen each other, obviously, since Iceland, or spoken too much. Yeah. This uh, podcast is the only thing that holds mine and Charles' friendship together, it <laughs> it's seems. The, the glue that holds us together. So we saw each other a we, couple of times in December, right? And then... We saw each other New Not Year's. at all since. Yeah, New Year's. That's in December. To be fair, you've been on a holiday twice. And then True. Working in between. You play rugby weekends, so do I. At a lower level, um, oh, but both I have fun. Play the same sport. <laughs> no, I'm joking. I'm not a high level, but you know, Charles not. Iceland was sick. We've not really spoken about that. So unfortunately, folks, I got Iceland as a, a present for for Ree's birthday, with the view of seeing the Northern Lights. Uh, and unfortunately, <laughs> someone clicked off the day we arrived and clicked on on the evening we left. So for the period that we were fucking there. In the weeks leading up to it, we knew a few people, well, not knew, but followed a few people on Instagram who had gone out there. And they looked fucking marvellous. Even one of my colleagues uh, at work, he said his friend's out there at the moment, literally a few days before we went. And he said, oh, they look fucking magnificent, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, yes, we're going to see them. So we arrived there, storm. So I'm like, okay. We go there on the first night to the Northern Lights tour. They said, oh, look, we, we didn't see them, but it's just overcast. We'll take you the next few days and hopefully we'll see him then. 
don't get me wrong, we had loads of other stuff planned. Like we went horse riding, we went on the Golden Circle tour, we went to <laughs> Blue Lagoon. Yeah. You laughing at the picture of me on the horse? <laughs> yeah. Hey, strongest horses in the world, apparently. Yeah, fucking must have been. So this we're at the at the place, right? I'll tell that before I tell them all the lights. We're at the stable, I guess. And the woman says, like, if you're com- a confident rider, um, stand over here. If you're a com- less confident rider, stand there. I was like, what What counts as confident? And she said, have you been more than five times in your life? And I said, yeah. How many times have you rode a horse? Well, more than five times. Yes, so obviously, like, where you've been riding horses? I, every time I go to South Africa. Oh, oh you go on beautiful horse rides in South Africa. Like, don't don't like, have cars out there, do they? <laughs> we have uh, fucking, what are those? Horses and carrots, yeah. Um, no, so you go on lovely like beach ones out in the bush, up up like the Drakensberg. You can ride horses. So every time I go, I've ridden horses a few times in this country, but obviously mainly when I go back to South Africa. And so I said to her, "Well, I've been more than five times, but I'm going to go over here with the unconfident people because I was just like I wouldn't. I can manage a horse, but I was just like if you get given one, typically they give the difficult horses to people who are more experienced. Because mm. and I thought if I get a difficult horse, I can't fucking deal with the thing. So. I went over there. So she then brings this horse. And there's loads of other bigger ones, right? Loads of bigger ones than what mine was. Mm. And she goes, you. So I look at this skinny runt next to me and I'm like, you're up, pal. <laughs> and she's like, no, no, you, you. And I was just like, I'm a big guy, madam. This is a fairly small horse. <laughs> and she said, no, 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 no. One of the strongest horses. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll take your word for it. And she said that even though it was a bit smaller, it was one of the strongest ones, which is why they gave it to a heavy man. <laughs> But that, on the route, they were, it was gorgeous, by the way. The picture is like, we were in the water in a volcano. But that around, the, the area that we went on, on that journey was basically loads of dormant volcanoes and is stuff. Is that what a hot springs thing? No, it wasn't a hot, it wasn't, there are obviously hot springs, but it wasn't that. But they were telling us loads about the terrain and the horses. And apparently Iceland have some of the strongest horses in the world because when they brought horses over, when the land was first sort of, not colonised because there was no people there, but basically people moved there. Um, because the land, it's cold, right? But it's it's warmer than some other cold countries that have horses. But apparently because the land is so barren, like you can't grow crops, it's hard to actually yeah. live there, especially back then. They said most of the horses died and the ones that basically survived were the biggest, yeah. strongest, quickest. And they've basically just, um, evolution over the years, they have fucking strong animals. Yeah, so strongest survive. But, you know, so we did loads of stuff while we were out there, but basically the Northern Lights was the main thing I wanted to do. And uh, the storm lasted the entirety of the time we were there to the point where I want to show you a couple of pictures. I'll I'll send these um to you and hopefully you yeah, can put them up I on the pod. I'll also edit in the picture of him and the horse. <laughs> yeah, dude. The pictures come in here. So basically, these two pictures are literal two, three minutes apart. I basically said, oh, look, Reed, the weather's nice. And what I'd actually said was, you can see those mountains in the back. You'll see it, viewer. I said to Reed, oh, fuck me. We didn't see those yesterday because it was so overcast. So we come and have a look. I took that picture. I made like a tea, came back to the window. And that's how quickly the weather fucking changes there, right? So it was so like that. So we didn't see the Northern Lights the whole time we were there. And this storm was continuing. And then we get back on, let's say Wednesday night, was it? And, uh... Marie was like, oh, for fuck's sake. Picks up someone's story that she knows who's in Iceland Wednesday night. Yeah. All the lights were on show. And I was just like, it, you couldn't have worse luck to the point where literally up until the day before we went, they were looking gorgeous. 
And just that three or four period that we were there, that three or four days, it just wasn't on at all. But that's that's the risk you take. To be fair, though, even that, um, yeah, probably like the weather was pretty shit for you. But even then, when you were actually there, it's really hard to see them. Like the the naked eye, like human eye. Yeah, they always look a lot better through photographs and that. And mm. if you're higher up, they did um, say that you can't like that's everyone like. Do you know when you see it, they all look like multicolors and they all look sick. It looks unreal through cameras, but if you was looking at that, it wouldn't look good. They have to be like so so bright for you mm-hmm. to see it that well. On um, yeah, it's something. That's what the woman something said. Something to do like it's, the way people can't see the light yeah, apparently or something. A camera can pick up more infrared than the human eye. Is that it? I don't know. I think it's something to do with but that. But she said that funny it. enough during the tour on the way there. You know how people give that classic chat in like a sports ground where they're like, oh, people just enjoying the vibe, not a single phone in sight and everyone's filming and everyone gives the chat of just enjoy it, man. Like, put your phone away. This woman was literally saying, yeah, this woman was saying, if they're on, take pictures. So basically, the first night we went on the tour, didn't see them. Other nights we were there, they just said to us, look, don't want to waste your time. We're not going to see them, so there's no point. But they also said, look, I know you haven't seen them, but at the end of the day, you could have been here in perfect conditions and they still couldn't have been out. And we've also gone out on nights where it is a bit stormier and people have seen him. So she was just like, you can't predict. Mm. But it annoyed me a bit. But I think because the other stuff we did was so fun, it was just like, you know. Yeah. Do you pay specifically for that tour though? Like, is it uh, Northern Lights? <laughs> you do have to usually, but the, so the hotel I booked, they include on your stay two excursions, which were the Golden Lights tour, the Golden Circle tour, sorry, where you basically see their big waterfall you see the hot springs and the geysers that like Mm. explode and stuff um you see three things and then you see a national park and they include a northern lights tour as well on your stay so you don't have to pay any extra it's included in the price but then i had to pay for obviously the horse riding and we went to the blue lagoon as well which was sick that's so do you know the, what that is? That's the one the hot thing. One shit all over their face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we went to that, but during one of the, think back to the picture, folks, the weather while we were there was like that. And when we first got in there, it was still light out. And then by the time we left, it was dark because it was the evening. But when we first got in there, I, I couldn't see what was like 10 metres in front of me. So me and Rio walking through this thing, and I kept thinking like, where's the bar? Where's the place where you get the fucking, fucking the see shit? <laughs> yeah. Biggest worry. But it was so like overcast, but then obviously it died down and you could see more. But the, for the first like a half an hour, hour we were there, it was a fucking blizzard. So I just had pretty much, you have your head, like I put my whole body underneath because it was fucking cold and I just had my head out of the water trying to look around. Um, but that was fucking quality. Um, yeah, everything was lovely to be fair. It Do was you, really, really good. It's going to sound like, well, shoot, does your head get really cold being out of the water? Or is it because your whole body submerged it feels, it feels all right? It, you got used to it. So at first, when I first put my head under the water, you know, then when you come up to cold and the wind's blowing, it, it's cold. But literally 10, 15 minutes later, it was fine. And when I first got in, I fucking just jumped straight in and I got under. And there was people walking around in like only waist high water. Obviously, it gets deeper depending on where you are. And I was thinking in my head, the fuck are you standing up for? But by the end of my time being there, I was walking around in those areas as well and my up half didn't feel that cold I think because you just get used to it because we were in there for three hours so that happened so maybe one day I'll see the northern lights from Scotland or something you never know was a good night that's shit you put it's not obviously not shit what is it the stuff that goes in your face in that pool just like basically you know women do um face masks it's just a natural it's just a load of face masks like minerals that you can put on it's funny though how one thing I did find that was funny is you know how like History is taught in your country, right? And what you learn is like, 
what is taught in your country on history on, on certain things. They told us loads of stories of the origins of where the Northern Lights comes from, depending on where you are in the world. And she said, like, the Spanish had this answer for it. Because if you think back in the... We know what it is now. Back in the day, you'd be looking in the, the fucking sky's changing colour. You think there's a reason for it. And different countries came up with different scenarios as to what the colours meant and stuff and why it changed and whatnot. And uh, she said that the Chinese, and I think the Japanese thought that it was a holy thing and a spiritual thing and that if you basically fucked underneath the northern lights in Iceland with the northern lights above you, the child that you conceive under the northern lights is going to have good luck and get everything they want. But the Spanish, uh, there was early reports of the Spanish back, I guess, when the world was a bit less polluted. The Spanish, there's reports of obviously you could see the English, from, the Spanish, yeah. the Italians being able to see the northern yeah, lights. Yeah, because of so, less light pollution. And, yeah. So I think loads of people knew about it and that's what they did. And apparently there's a, a type of chemical reaction that occurs that the Northern Lights turn red and and it's like once every X amount of years. Our tour guide said, I've seen it once in my lifetime, like I'm 40. When I saw it, I was staying on an island off the coast of Iceland and I thought there was a fire on the island because like back from behind my curtains, I could just see red and she thought it was like the glare of a fire. I opened it up and it was that... Um, and she said that loads of countries had, like, if you saw that, you thought the country was about to go to war or this, that and the other. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's a lot more known about than you sort of learn about it now being something that you only really see in Iceland or like Norway yeah, or top of Scotland. Whereas actually the world fucking, before we polluted the fucking world, anyone could see them pretty much, yeah. which is cool. Isn't it, is it, I thought it was more to do with like actual light, light pollution mm. in the sense everyone's got artificial lights on now so you can't see it. Yeah, maybe that. I don't let's, really let's, let's have a look. Let's fact check it. But I think pollution as well, because if you think like we couldn't see it because it was overcast, you imagine it, the pollution causing smoke and maybe that affects it and yeah. how far it travels, I don't know. Uh, as why the phenomenon isn't seen everywhere on Earth equally, he explains that aura is greatly influenced by Earth's magnetic field, which directs solar wind <laughs> to the magne magnetic poles, both north and south. Solid. Strength for the solar winds determines how far away. Oh, that doesn't actually really answer the pollution thing, though. Good fact. But yeah, no, really, really cool place overall. It's somewhere that I would actually go back. Oh, really? Yeah, because like I, I think... Have done. No, because there's so much we could have done. Like, you can go fucking hiking up glaciers and stuff. You can go literally mountain hiking. You can go, like, snow plowing up mountains and stuff. Quad biking through scenic areas. Um... There's so much cool stuff that you can do. You can go like whale watching and that sort of thing, which you and I used to do in Hippodrome in <laughs> Kingston, actually. Can't say uh, that. That sounds so very uh, PC. <laughs> I can get cancelled on the first episode back. <laughs> so yeah, there's so much stuff I think you can do. And I was surprised that you even said to me when I first arrived about the cost. Everyone was saying to me, it's so expensive and I didn't find it to be at all. The way everyone said it to me, I was thinking like, fuck me, I'm going to come back an even poorer man. But it wasn't, wasn't too bad, to be honest. Really wasn't too bad. So you're gonna now set up like a travel tourism company for Iceland. I should, man. You're an advocate. Yeah. Um. Yeah, mate. I've I feel like I've had a pretty boring, boring start to the new year. Yeah. You know, just trying to you know knuckle down on that grind. About that podcast ideas. Here we go. Well, no fat was actually on there. And no fat. Have you heard of Have you heard of no fat? This is basically like where lads sustain from masturbating because they think. 
There's a few things for it. People think it like massively boosts your testosterone. Oh yeah, it makes you more of a geezer. Sport, well, sports stars do it. Yeah, Eubank Junior. Before the, it's big in big in boxing and that. Yeah. Um, but there's actually so, um, yeah. Just come up on a podcast I was listening to the other day. But the geezer on it, he's he was basically saying is beyond the week there is no there's like no evidence to support it. it. Actually helps you at all. If anything, beyond that point, it's just like pent up aggression. That ends up winding you up more than anything. Is but this you trying to make yourself feel better because I'm a you... cr- chronic masturbator? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's why I sit with my left arm to look how nice fucking size it is. <laughs> but no, I don't. I don't do no fat. No, <laughs> I, I think it's retarded to be honest. Like, yeah. if you are a boxer or like a high level athlete or, or like a rugby player, for example who isn't fapping like a few days before the match or the boxing yeah. fight to try and give yourself a boost I think you're probably not a great athlete to begin with if you need to rely on not wanking yeah. to like, I, like, I think it, it probably has a bit of an effect yeah. but not so there, like I said great deal in, like for a week that, don't get me wrong yeah I think you can't if you're doing it like two three times a day seven days a week then it's probably not the healthiest thing in the world fuck <laughs> I'm, I'm I like, to slow down. It's like North Wall Street. It's like you need to pump those numbers <laughs> But, yeah, like, beyond the week, there's nothing that... Like, I think if you were staying for, like, a whole week, like, only once every seven days, the testosterone can increase and it might have slight, like, performance in- mm-hmm. improvements. But, yeah, I think... Sorry. I think one one good thing... I didn't actually come up with this, though, but it is... It kind of... You think how much time, like, you've wasted wanking throughout your life... Finding a good video, <laughs> doing it, cleaning up. Cleaning up? It doesn't take that long. <laughs> I'm not saying it's not a fucking fire hose, but... Um, yeah. Oh, that, you're saying you could actually, if you was to just even like half that number, you'd probably actually do some useful things. I don't know. I get... It's not something I've ever thought about, to be honest, how much time have I spent masturbating in my life. The thing that does, I guess, cause a bit of... Ag is finding the right video. You can be sat there for a while. It's true. <laughs> but on the ninth page of <laughs> yeah, you you find yourself scrolling like a, a long TikTok session, being like, "Come on!" But I don't really TikTok think session. you know, like when you go on TikTok and you end up spending oh, too long on there. I'm saying like, say, like porn up. Why you, you spend... into TikTok? Those thirty <laughs> second videos. But I I don't really think I would be doing much. What you just said there about oh, you can be better use of your time when you're. Not to be crude here, when you're fucking horny and you're thinking, right, I'm having a wank, I don't think you're in the right mindset to go, actually, how the fuck would I solve world peace? Or how can I make more money? How can I... You're thinking, I want to fucking rub one out because I'm horny, I'm going on Pornhub. I doubt you'd... That 20 minutes, say, you spend finding the video and then knocking it out, I don't imagine you'd probably do that much useful yeah. anyway but it's the it's like the knock on effect it's like after after you but like, what are we talking how many times are you knocking them out a day <laughs> worried that you're spending too much time doing it because I no, think that's more concerning like you add it up over time but then it's like after you've had one you're not fucking like you're not jumping out you're not like right, let's fucking get at it you're like ah yeah, probably just like... <laughs> post, post that regret. You're disgusted with yourself that you just want to shame my porn video. You're just like looking at everything. You fucking disgust me. I think, yeah, there is... There's one to do it less. Which I think, I think everyone's been guilty of. Yeah, I mean, like, when I was young, I don't think I'd... It's not an issue now. I wouldn't change the amount that I masturbate, to be honest. But back when I was like... I do remember one time in particular, this is actually awful... 
I put like I was ill off school and I must have <laughs> Chinese burden on your dick or something. <laughs> no, 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 not that. I must have knocked about eight or nine out, right, in one day just Fuck watching you know. porn constantly. Must have like by the end of it. I would, like the last couple I was dry like nothing even is coming out I was completely dry and um, I just thought right well I've you know I've pushed it too far there <laughs> that's what you're like okay right nine's too much eight is my limit because <laughs> no, even by like number six it was done but yeah my poor balls were like that <laughs> didn't even feel nice at the end I was watching granny porn <laughs> yeah, I didn't think they were doing it for me <laughs> No, uh, yeah, no, but that's just that's teenage lads for you, isn't it? Well, that's yeah, not. I think there's. A I think we've all had those days. Teenage, yeah, teenage holiness. Nine, mate. Oh, I don't know if I've gone, gone that bad. Teenage holiness, yeah. But I think as adults as well, it's quite like a prominent thing. Like people in their twenties to wherever, just constantly doing it as this like a form of uh, escapism. Oh, what is it? Yeah, this is this is the podcast I was listening to anyway. Mm. I think it'd be quite an interesting, but it's not like so mental health. Like lads will just go watch porn because they don't want to speak to girls in real life. And see, I I think that there's dangers in porn, not masturbating. I think that if you watch porn and wank to porn six times a day or whatever, whatever mm. it is, three times a day, I think there's an issue in that. Just knocking one out, maybe thinking about. You know what Think, I'm thinking about those granny before, like. before I tell you this, I remember watching a podcast and listening to something once where girls were speaking and they were like, did you know that lads that say you've had sex with or you've sent nudes to whatever can wank not watching any porn just thinking about that those experiences and stuff? Like, mm-hmm. we do do it. Birds, yeah. you, birds you've shagged, birds you've sent, had nudes off or whatever. You do have wanks imagining either what you've done with them or what you'd sort of like to do. Like, it does happen, right? It's a known fact. And these birds were just like, what? Like, that's disgusting, right? So I think if if lads are wanking but thinking about their wife or thinking about their girlfriend or thinking about sexual encounters they've had, I don't think that's bad. I think there is a danger in porn, though, because porn can give you, like, fucking ED geese because you're only turned on by, like, a fake scenario which is set up that way as opposed to what a real life actual experience would be. You watch porn all day and you're looking at fucking size whatever models who are the most gorgeous birds you've seen in your life and there's like a storyline behind it, etc. And that's what then turns you on. And then these virgins leave their house and stop playing fucking streaming on Twitch and they go and find the genuine woman in a club who's just a normal woman, not ugly, just actually what women look like in real life. And they can't get it up because... They spend too much time watching things that are never actually going to happen. And that's what then arouses them. And so they need more to actually be aroused than what a regular woman in real life offers them. And so I think there's an issue with watching too much porn for sure. But just knocking them out, I think, if you're not watching that much porn or... Desensitises you to the uh, the real world. It does. Real shit, it really does. Um, And I think there's an issue in that. But if, if some are... 40-year-old man with a fucking stressful banking job wants to go and knock one out three times a day. Go go for it if it helps. One oh. thing I wanted to mention, though. What? Mason Greenwood. Oh, yeah, he got away with it, didn't he? Yeah. I say got away with it. He got found not guilty. Well, the case yeah. got dropped. Not not found not guilty. Oh, really? You can't be on your phone. The mic. Oh, shit. Sorry. Got Mason, Mason Greenwood. Greenwood. Yeah. Is Last he, was couple he on of house arrest? A house arrest. Yeah. Last couple of weeks, obviously, he's... Um, you said earlier, oh, yeah, he got not guilty. He didn't get not guilty. The case was dropped. 
So if you go to court and you're proven not guilty, that's not guilty. His just didn't actually get to court. Case got dropped. They've come to, I think, to an agreement outside of court, outside of court settlement, right? Now, there's another thing that happened in the news literally last in the last week. Two chaps that went to like Ohio State College in, in America, both uh, American football players, what? had offers. Ohio State. Ohio State. Ohio. Had like offers to play for the NFL, etc. They got mm. accused of rape by one one woman. Okay. Five years later, they've been in prison. They've been going through this court case, appeal after appeal after appeal. Um, obviously, lost those scholarships. It's now several years since they've actually played at that level. They could have been in the NFL right now. Mm. They were found innocent. It's come out now, new evidence, etc. They're innocent. They've lost five year, years of their life, right? You think in them situations, the law should be thrown at that woman and she should spend fucking her life in prison because she's ruined two men's lives, right? So I'm a big believer in that and you hear of it happening far too mm. fucking often, whereas this is the opposite, right? This guy was banged to fucking rights. He was recorded basically saying we're having sex when she said no I'm not he said I don't give a fuck what you say like open your legs etc crude obviously vile stuff and she posted stuff of like cuts and that that isn't really admissible anyone could have hit you I don't doubt that this scumbag did hit her but like just posting a picture and saying he hit me inadmissible to record him basically saying he doesn't give a fuck that you're saying no that if you carry on you're going to do X, Y, Z cunt was banged to rights Um, and he should have seen the inside of a prison cell Right, they've obviously come to some sort of an arrangement outside of court because there is enough evidence to prosecute him. They must have come to an arrangement, which I think is disgraceful. Straight away after that happened, there was articles saying, "Will he return to Man United? Will the cunt return to Prison FC? Why is it being worried?" One thing that really pissed me off is there was an article that was released that said, "You know, Rashford and Co. and several other players." don't want Mason Greenwood returning to Man United because he thinks that he actually might throw a spanner in the works of their progress this season. Not the fact, Not the that, fact that... Yeah. he's a ra- And he probably has raped her before in terms of... I think people see rape as like a man wearing a balaclava raping some woman in the street or spiking a girl in a club and shagging her without consent, etc. But even if it's your partner... Mm. They've said no, and she said, like, get off me. And he's probably forced himself upon her in that regard previously based off that voice note. That's rape, right? So he would have done this thing before. And nothing about, we're not having a fucking rapist back at Man United. It's actually just about, well, they're playing well. Do they even need him? Fuck him. Mm. What's peak is he'll go and play either championship or he'll play abroad in some league. He'll get offered a fucking contract and he'll be able to play again. Um, Which is a disgrace because... He should never play sport again and he should be in prison. And then you look at the other two geezers, who I said from Ohio State, like college, they've lost a career in the NFL potentially and have lost out five years of their life because of a fucking lie. So I think in that situation, that fucking liar should be sent to fucking prison. In this situation, he's not getting sent to jail. He should never be able to play football again. No club mm-hmm. should ever touch him. Yeah, we spoke about this in another episode, didn't we, before? Not the Mason Greenwood thing that the whole sports stars get away with. <laughs> so that thing, there's actually a film about, not those two lads, but there's a film about an American football guy. Yeah. I can't remember what it's called. I know the one. But it's based on a true story as well. Yeah. I think he ended up actually going to play in the NFL. Probably because um, he was high profile and still good, so they sort of, yeah. I guess that helped. But if but, he was shit by then, no one would have signed him. Yeah. I think he was way... I think he was still, like... He was past, past like, what he would have been to go into the draft. Like, what you'd expect someone to go into the draft at. But, yeah, he managed to um, 
get through. It's just bollocks though, and it happens far too often that people lie, which doesn't help, I guess, when something like this happens either, because this no. geezer's got away with it, and this isn't even that same situation. The geezer was banged to fucking rights. Like it's, I think it's horrendous that nothing's happened to him. And even if she's... There's the thing, like, after the law gets involved or police gets involved and the case is opened, there's a certain point where a victim or perceived victim can't say, I don't want to do this anymore, let's drop the charges. Because mm-hmm. once the police are involved and they've started investigating, by law you can't... Like, if you accuse someone of assault and then you say, no, I've changed my mind. If the police have already interviewed him, found CCTV of him beating you up, etc., you can't then... It's then not up to you anymore. Whether yeah. you, so I don't know how quite it's been able to drop because it wouldn't have been her choice entirely. Even if she regretted exposing him and wanted to change, it wouldn't have been her choice entirely. So. Yeah, it's like you said, it happens, but it's, it's like a sm- small substrate. I think that's the right word. Like a small group. It's like a small group of either people on either side mm. that make it awful for the other people it's like so there's a very very small small minority of women that find it acceptable to lie and know the f- consequences that that could possibly have on someone and be alright doing it that then make it like ah uh, how do you know she's not lying she's not got enough evidence sort of thing when it's like well no a lot of people aren't going to actually have that much evidence mm. that they have been yeah you can't that something's happened yeah. to them but then it goes for the same it's a very, very like small, um, to say small group of men. Yeah, of course. Um, the it. It's like, yeah. it's like, yeah, like the whole, all men are trash and all people are this and that. It's not actually it's like twenty percent or something. Like a silly little like number of men are committing like ninety five percent of crimes, mm. like repeat offenders constantly. But then that gives out like the whole men are always the perpetrate perpetrators. Things like that. I'm not saying it's not, and I'm not saying not saying that like shit yeah. never happens. But yeah, it's like a small group of individuals brewing it for the rest of it. And it's like, as a bloke, sometimes you're like, fucking hell, if I even look at a girl in the wrong way, you're gonna, everyone's gonna think you're a fucking wrong one. Well, have you seen that new trend of um, women filming men in gym? Yeah. So and I follow a geezer on Twitter who is basically he does gym videos. And um, he keeps reacting to these videos and just being like, you are literally completing a set and a man has come up to you and asked you if you're using this machine, which is his right to do. Or this man in the background is literally looking at you, filming your set, and then looked away and you decided to confront him and say, what is he looking at? Like, you are the fucking problem. Um, All of these videos are a fucking disgrace. Like, when I'm at gym now, I find it funny. You know how people are saying, like, oh, if I... I saw myself look at a bird who was squatting at the gym, like, my life's over, like, kill me now. Um, you're going to see me on TikTok, etc. I've been looking around, like, no no one really films in the gym that I see anyway, but I just think, like, if that happened to me, I would literally go up to that person in the gym and just say, what the fuck are you doing? Like, who who do you think you are that you think I'm fucking attracted to you or wanting to look at you in that way? Yeah. When I'm at the... Like, I've got fucking ADHD. When I'm on a bike at the gym, I watch... Everyone who's fucking there, everyone in front of me, whether they're on the rower, on the weight rack, on the bench press, whatever it is, I'm constantly just looking around at people while I cycle, for example, because I don't have an attention span. I look at things constantly. I always look around. And most of these videos, I've not seen a a single video where I think that man's a creep. I've just seen men like looking around, looking at her, looking. 
I just don't yeah. get it at all. Who, what is but, this like fad? Yeah, I think like, two points on that is one that you see it from the other side in a sense, but some men are creeps. There's actually yeah, you do I, get... it happened at my gym a few weeks ago. This bloke wasn't a member, managed to get in. <laughs> Well, that's where the issue is. Like, but, yeah. Like, yeah, but then it does happen with members and that as well, because you do see videos mm. of geezers just, like, bogging at someone, and then it kind of... It does give girls the impression, like, a lot of girls are like, fuck, I don't know what that guy's doing. It might be an innocent, you're just looking around or whatever. Or if someone's attractive, I think the world would bring your rights to look at them and be like, yes, you're attractive, as long as you're not, like, fucking staring at them and things like that. But then, yeah, like I said, it goes the same way. There's actually, there's like this influencer girl. It was like quite a big video on social media. She done it. And this bloke, he's literally, I can't remember what he's doing. I think he's just doing like tricep extensions or something. And she's doing hip thrusts. And he looks over and he's literally just like, you know, like that, just tiny little glances. I don't even know if he's looking at her, but she goes off on this huge rant on the video. Mm. Pretty sure she does another one where she's crying, this, that, and the other. And everyone just calls her out and be like, you're just fucking, like, you're bang out of order. The geese have done nothing wrong, this, that, and the other. And then she made another video apologising, saying that, yeah, I shouldn't have jumped off like that. And Yeah, th- th- that's my point, is not a single one of these videos that I've seen, I've seen a man do anything wrong. It's literally been glances, etc. And these people are just looking for fucking attention, looking for something to post online. I don't doubt that there's, of course there's going to be actual creeps at gym, Mm. There's a very big difference between someone literally looking at you while you're lifting away and then looking at fucking 10 other people thereafter and someone who's literally staring at you or being a creep. You have heard stories of like, I've heard stories online as well, whether they're true or not, of like men getting kicked out of gyms for wanking and shit. Like, well, you well, know, mate, like you're, you're ha- in your nine a day. <laughs> <laughs> but it happens. Like, I don't doubt that there are creeps everywhere. So I don't doubt it happens. But this whole phase needs to fucking die right now where it started because it's so pointless it's calling out very normal people as if they're some sort of pervert for doing literally nothing wrong don't be wrong if if you do have a creep in your gym and you've complained about him and say he gets kicked out or he's still staring at you and being like fucking weirdly behaved stalking you Mm. then yeah call him out these men aren't really doing anything wrong at all in my opinion and I don't really get where this phase has come from or why in the last couple of months it's been like it's so prominent and it's happened a lot it's just because social media is a big thing and it's a massive thing like I record myself when I'm training yeah and it's very easy to like it's a lot easier spotted and things. I suppose it's just growing and growing and growing but it's one of those like it's one person does something and then it gives which is, it gives more people the confidence to actually say something about it but then it also gives the, all the other people that are just social justice warriors and yeah. um, oh, what's the fucking phrase ah oh. Do you know when people put like pronouns in their bio even though they're not transgender or anything? Yeah. Virtue signaling. Yeah. That's it. Virtue, Virtue signaling. And that the woke. Um, the woke yeah, brigade. There's like absolutely nothing wrong with it. But then like it is just the small that ruin it for the few. Massive because small. you've got minority. They shoot and then unfortunately it's like you do get those odd few creeps in the gyms and then it labels every guy that then is a creep. And then if it starts if it goes to a gym level and then it's like the guy that might not even the guy might have been walking past the mirror looking at himself nine times out of ten they are, which like just they're a lot. Of yeah, them are I look at myself. They, they care I, about if, looking if at themselves. In, if I'm in the gym and I walk past the mirror and then say there happens to be a fucking bench like and you've not five five benches in a row. You've knocked nine out the day before. <laughs> and you've got the pump. Yeah, five benches in a row. All for the girls doing bench press. Nine times out of ten, I'd probably just look in the mirror, like just look ahead of mm. head of it. 
And that might, you might be then classed as a creep. And if one of those girls said something, can you get banned from that gym? But then, yeah, I suppose it's, you can see, but then, like I saying, yeah, I think it's the small minorities on both sides. My there. thing on that is, well, I completely agree. People, it's the extremists on both sides that then, like going back to the Mason Greenwood thing, the people who like will defend someone like Mason Greenwood or an athlete that's been accused of it. Mason Greenwood is not actually, I don't know why I say, he is a guilty rapist. But I mean, like, you know, the other athletes that get accused of it and then are found innocent and it's actually false, the woman's wanted money or something. The sort of diehard fanatic extremist who will support someone like that will say like, all women are fucking liars. Yeah. All rape victims lie when, when it comes to like a sports star. And then you'll have the people on the other end who go, all fucking sports stars are trash or all men are trash or all white people are this, all black people are that. And the issue I think is with the world is any of these scenarios we're talking about in the gym, the sports stars raping people and getting away with it, the people accusing people who didn't rape them of rape, etc. I think the issue really that needs to be looked at is not all men are this, all women are that, all white people are this. It's more within the human race, you just unfortunately have cunts and you have cunts on all walks of life you have pricks who are the problem within like white women, black women, Asian women, whatever race you, you want to think of, Middle East. You've got pricks in white men. You've got racists who are white. You've got racists who are black, white, racists who are Muslims and don't like other religions or racists who are from Asia. You have these people within the human race from all walks of life and they are the issue as opposed to tarnishing one whole group as in all sports stars are rapists all men are trash, all women are liars, mm. all people are this. And that, that is the issue is your average person like you or I looks at it from all of those points of view. Mm. But when something happens like the Greenwood thing, there's that extremist, extremist people, maybe the woke brigade or whatever, who shout the loudest and say all men are this. Yeah. And the people defending that man are saying all women are this. And they're actually just the ones that shout the loudest and make the most noise. Whereas actually your, your, your average population which is the majority of the population, because they are the minority of people, actually just see it fairly normally. But I think currently we live in a time where if you shout the loudest, your voice is heard, which is why the woke brigade obviously make the most noise. But when it comes down to like a general election or a vote of some description, you realise how outnumbered they actually are. You might be shouting the loudest, but majority of the yeah. population sees things in a normal way. And I think that's the same as these situations, is you've just got these people that look at all people all men for example being this as opposed to just thinking well if five percent of that demographic is the issue that five percent needs to be looked into or the yeah. police need to look at xyz do you know what i mean something like that i think like a, a big part of it as well is like you can't this like these days i say these days maybe it's been a thing since humans existed but you can't you can't be a impartial you have to belong to one or the other mm. and if you are impartial the people that belong to one or the other will then band you into the other group it's like okay so this whole greenwood thing is cool right he's now there's been an out court settlement and it's like you're okay yeah i i don't think he was guilty but there's now nothing you can do and then it's all of a sudden you've got people from one side being like oh so you think it was fine what he done like it's oh, he's absolutely what so now you don't think he should be prosecuted mm -hmm. anymore this certain other it's like no there's actually just nothing you can do now and then if you're like oh but maybe oh, I don't know maybe it was wrong maybe it should have gone on a little bit longer and then the people the fucking oh, there's no fucking proof yeah the, blah, blah, the incel blah. community yeah. are like that and I think it's everyone as well bands together over the hatred of another group not the admiration of their own mm. that makes sense like so you get like Trump supporters are fucking classic for this 
you know where you get interviewers and they just they like take the piss out of Trump supporters? But it's they'll sit there for hours ranting and raving about like Obama or the Mexicans and all shit like that, saying all these bad things. But it's like, oh, tell me the good things Obama um, Trump's done, and they might come up with like two things because they yeah. don't actually have many good things. They just band together about hating something else, which is what a lot of groups are formed on. Yeah, I think that football that... football's a fucking prime example. Yeah, I hate other teams with a passion. Other teams actually done fuck all wrong. Like, there's there's no there's no reason to hate the other team. But it's, it's, always, it's always the hatred of an out group, not like the admiration or the love. And you, a lot of the time, it's it's like in sport, I'd say it's fifty fifty. Like fifty percent you love your club, and then like I've said to you before, I've said on this podcast, like <clears throat> there was a time in my life where I followed Arsenal just as religiously as I did Chelsea, mm. just because I fucking hated them and I wanted to watch to, them to lose. And I think in politics, is that's actually an interesting perspective because what you just said is true here, for example. After how conservatives have fucked up so badly in the last few years, right, do you think anyone voting at the next election who votes conservatives will be voting because they think conservatives are good? Mm. They'll be voting conservatives because they think Labour will be worse. Yeah. So actually, they probably couldn't tell you one... What's one good thing about the conservatives currently under Rishi Sunak? Well, uh, nothing. Why are you voting for Bob? Oh, because fucking Labour, blah, 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 blah. And that's the same as the States. And it's true. You always have to be part of... You're part of one or the other. And you might not like either, even. But you can't really... With something like that, you can't really be in the centre either. Because it's like, I'm not voting for either. Oh, one of them is going to win. So yeah. who are you going to vote for is not going to do anything. Yeah. Live them. Like, yeah. I do think, like you said, a big part of that as well is that whoever shouts the loudest. And that's why people do... This is just my theory, kind of it. But, like, why people do become so polarised. Because the people that sat in the middle don't shout the loudest because oh. they're just indifferent about it. So then people that are easily led or want to be part of something, you mm. go to the people that are shouting the loudest and then you obviously you buy into their point of views. Then you start shouting louder and you're like, well, no, you have to be left or right. You can't be. There's no way you can sit in the middle. Why can't we all just be friends? Yes, it was like that mean girl's quote. We're all to be friends and get along. She don't even go here. <laughs> Thomas Party, he's had that thing where he's potentially a rapist, and Arsenal have re- refused to comment on it and are just. He's just mm. playing every week, and um, Mendy, you remember that Mendy guy? Yeah. You remember we spoke about that on this podcast, and I said, you know, with a sports star, when it's like one accusation, you think might be a lie. This guy's had like fucking 13, like he's a guilty rapist. Like seven of those have been yeah. out thrown of the court. He's actually in court as well. It's not as if it's out of court settlement. Seven of those have been written off already as mm. like, no, it didn't happen sort of thing. So if this guy actually didn't do anything and he's spent time in jail, like I'll feel sorry for him. But when there's that many accusations, like at least a few of these are going to be correct, I'd say. But yeah, yeah. And then. The thing is, like, just saying people don't compliment it, just to kind of play devil's advocate on it. I don't think that's a bad thing that they don't comment or they don't shun those players away because there are so many cases of it It turns out to not be true and it's someone looking <clears throat> to get a payday out of someone no. that's got a bit of money. And, yeah, I think until that whole Mason Greenwood thing, yeah, like, he should have been completely dropped because there was hard evidence that he done what he'd yeah. done. Regardless... Of whether or not he actually raped her, 
Like, regardless of anything happened, that there is hard evidence of him acting the way he does, which is not, was going not acceptable in, like, in any way, shape, or form in society. Mm. So, yeah, he should have been dropped from that. But, yeah. I agree. I and I think with other players, I do agree. Like, if there is no proof, you shouldn't drop a player at all. You shouldn't stop playing a player. And in Man United's defence, even with all the shit that was released about him, the proof that existed, um, they still paid him, which I don't think that... What they did do was said... Right, you're not coming anywhere near the club, you're not training, you're not playing for us. But they still paid the fucker. So he's been sat there still earning money off them, 100 grand a week, whatever it is, even if it's fucking 10, it's still more than the rest of us earn. Um, which I think is bad. Under normal circumstances, I think, yeah, if there's, no, if there's no proof, the club shouldn't... It's not... We can't live in a society where it's punish and ask questions later and you're, mm. you're guilty until you prove yourself innocent. It has to be innocent yeah. until proven guilty. Whereas... In his circumstance, almost, we know you're it's fucking... It's going the opposite way around nowadays. Yeah, it is. But in that particular circumstance, we know that you've done something. So, look, there is proof there, like, you're gone, you're out the door. But in, in general, I do agree with that. And, yeah, you're right, we are going in the opposite way now. It is a case of when there's an accusation, yeah. you're guilty, and you have to prove your innocence as opposed to them prove that you've actually yeah. committed a crime. What's, what's the saying? It's like, there's no smoke without fire. Yeah. Is, is that the right, the right saying? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think maybe that's a good note to end on for the first podcast back. We're pretty much almost at the hour mark. Got any ending notes? Ending notes. uh... What can we expect from you in the future, Bill? What you got coming up? Well, well, hopefully a new house soon on the horizon. But no, yeah, so that's coming up. So that's something that's exciting me. Um, First season of rugby back since my op has gone really well. Yeah, that's it. What should we do? I think next week we should do um, a Would You Rather episode. Would you rather just a whole hour of Would You Rather? Well, if you think, we, you could ask one Would You Rather and speak about it for 10 minutes, to be fair. That's true. I actually have taken that from another podcast, by the way. I, I saw a podcast do it, and they were asking a few scenario questions, and they had a couple of guys speaking, and it was actually funny. Um, All right, cool. We'll do it next week. Would you rather? Would you rather? It will be... Friday by the time this episode goes up. So, oh, it's Wednesday. Two days time. Wow, you work quick. But we're back now for a bit. I don't know how long we'll... Last time we did 11 episodes before we stopped. We might... I don't know how many we'll do this time, but quite a few. We're not going to stop this time. Mate, you need breaks in between seasons. It's like any... But that's what I mean. Any long-running sitcom. That's what I mean. (laughs) I think doing like sort of 10, 10 at a time or whatever, having a few couple of months off and doing it again, I think that works quite well. And it gave us time apart, you know, so yeah. our friendship was actually able to rebuild. <laughs> What's it? Absence makes the heart grow fonder. That's it. Hopefully we get some more interesting people on the viewers. <laughs> yeah, we should get some guests for sure. Um, Jean-Luc Dupria, if you're watching, um, hopefully you'll be on soon. Hang on, there's another thing. Maybe we'll do a Q&A, ask people what type of people we think they should get on. Mm. I mean... And all of the people we ask will not reply. <laughs> but we'll, we'll try. Mate. Hey, I actually... <laughs> I messaged um, one Connor Ben and one John Terry when I was pissed after asking them to be guests on the podcast. Um, neither have replied yet, but it's only been a few months. So it's <laughs> oh, still, still time. And I, even funnily enough, I met my, Nigel Ben, Connor's dad in Sainsbury's, a few weeks after I'd messaged him. And I thought to myself, maybe I should mention it. Maybe I should say, are you and, are you, are you and your son going to come on the podcast? Yeah. I don't know. I don't even leave. Is it Lee or... No, he lives... Uh, Connor Ben lives in Brentwood, I think. Oh, I'm, I saw his dad in, in 
Brentwood Sainsbury's because he was visiting um, Connor, obviously. But yeah, JT didn't reply either, which is, as I'm a Chelsea fan, I think he probably should have replied. But, yeah, you know, definitely. Well, he's maybe got other things to do. <laughs> More important than this podcast. Yeah. Right, that's it. Cool. Cheers to season two, episode one. Yeah.